Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of our podcast. The show. The show. <laughs> in the Wait, spa- are you calling me the show? No, no, we're just going to be vague about everything. It's the space, and this is the show that takes place in the space. In the space, Ever. next to the office. Event center. In the event center. <laughs> in, the, in the mail room. Yeah. And my bedroom. Yeah. Everything's just a generic <laughs> just a generic term. Welcome back, Keegan. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome home. Thank you. Um. We've got some questions for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was like really right. looking forward to this. And then as the like the days went on, I started to dread it because I don't know what people are going to ask. Uh, most of them, some of them are really good questions. Some of them are a little bit whatever. Well, one of my favorite things lately has been that like, oh, people are, you know, Keegan's posting a little bit about his diet mm. and people are posting stuff about it. And then somebody posted an article about like, is 2020 the year that finally that keto is going to fall oh, out of yeah. favor or whatever? And your comment about like, at least you won't get diabetes from it was, <laughs> was, uh, I, I thought that was brilliant, but it also reminded, uh, it was out, um, Selena, we were walking with the, with Sparkle and, uh, she was telling me she'd been at this meeting and there were some people and they were talking about how, um, the, the, you know, fashion young, like, adolescent girls fashion or whatever it's a running club and apparently you know there's a certain style of fashion which i think it's i think it must be named after a photo editing thing or a fill you know it's it's vsco it's you're a a, like a vsco girl or a vesco girl or whatever that is or something sure and uh (laughs) that's new and it was something about and it had to do with crocs and baggy clothes and i was like Oh, they're obviously hiding something <laughs> and then trying to make it, you know, add different filters on the images of the social media feed. So it looks like something else. Right. And, and then she said like, Oh, well, I don't really, I just, you know, I wear, I don't really have a style. And I said, Oh yeah, baby, you sure do. And she said, well, no, I just wear like tights and, and like a, a t-shirt that's kind of tight. And then shoes with no socks. And I said, and, and I said, yeah, that's the, that's the IDHD girl right there. And she's like, really? What's that? And I said, I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> and what it stands for is I don't have diabetes. So I can fucking dress like this. <laughs> I don't have to wear a goddamn tent. Diabetes. <laughs> so, no. And I said, I don't think there's an Instagram. No, there is. There's got to be an Instagram filter for it that makes you look thinner. But you don't use it, although it looks like sometimes you do. Interesting. So I don't want to turn this into the body positivity podcast part two. Part two, but but I did say to Michael the other day, and I don't know why this was on my brain, <laughs> but I think for all the body positive people out there, yeah, a rule should be if you are that, which maybe everybody is that, I don't know, you sh- should not be allowed to wear your pants up to your sternum. <laughs> Do they you mean them? up to your underboob? That you're, do, do they uh, do they make them that go that high? Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently for sure. There's this really wacky girl that I watch work out at Excel almost every day, and she looks fit. Like she looks okay. Yeah, she she do movements that look like fitness. I should say yeah, okay. And she um, wears them in the clothes that people associate with fitness. Yeah, and um, 
she pulls her tights up literally to her xiphoid process. <laughs> but then it's really that's, weird. That's Be- very specific. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because yes. I'm a very specific well, they person. Can't, they, they can't go very... I, they can't I was go paying Mark, attention. Mark, yeah. it's a really specific look. Okay. <laughs> Specifically described. Yeah. And then she has okay. like a belly shirt, but then... Like, Which goes over the top but, of... Yeah. So like there's no so belly showing. The point. So might as well just but be a shirt. T- and I thought like, why would you do this? She looks fit until I saw what she was actually hiding, which is like literally just like this bump, like like a like a total satchel. Like it looks like a fanny pack. Maybe she's pregnant. She's not. No, so it, I mean, she's been pregnant for more than a year. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> she's, so too, it's too long. So is that the remnants of having lost a bunch of weight? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just you know where fat deposit is. Nothing. I'm not shaming, but I I, I finally saw what, how she was like camouflaging it. I don't mean but, that to sound shameful, but I feel like if you're that like I love my body, yeah. why are you hiding it? By the way, shame is a personal problem. If I say, "Why did you do that, you idiot?" If you feel shamed by that, that's like you don't have to feel shame. Shame yeah. is a reflection of just your own thoughts on it. Because you probably do feel that way. Yeah, because if I was just like wearing, I don't know, cut off jeans, Daisy Dukes or whatever with cowboy boots, and someone's like, "You, why are you dressed like that? You look like, you know, your gay, legs are way too big for you that. You look like a gay <laughs> cowboy, and I'd be like, <laughs> right on. Like, yeah. I, like <laughs> I would not Right feel, on or right on? Right on. <laughs> Both. Ooh, boom. I like that. Welcome back, Heath. Thank <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. Did you see Jillian Michaels get in trouble for this the other day? I, I saw something about it, but I don't remember. Did I love? Uh, I didn't dive into it. So they're I talking about fucking pay attention. To I don't her. even know the fucking singer, but Le- Leslie, Lizzie. Le- Liz- oh, you're asking the wrong person. Leza. I don't know. There's some. Okay. Apparently, there's a pop singer who is heavier set, and um, Adele. Not Adele. <laughs> it was. It starts with an L and it has a Z in it. Is it that Elijah Schlesinger? Isn't that a comedian? Yeah, I think okay. so. It's not. Never a mind. Sorry. So uh, th- she was uh, Jillian Michaels was on some kind of fucking morning show, and they're talking about bo- the ladies like, oh, I just like, don't you love how we just celebrate her body? And Jillian was like, why do we have to celebrate her body? Like, why can't we celebrate the thing that she's actually good at? <laughs> it's like she's. Did actually, she just redeem herself? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, Jillian Michaels!" So many people came out and blasted her. I was like, "It's probably the first like non-actress thing that she said." Yeah, first honest thing. Yeah, I mean, what the? Fu- it is true. It's like somebody failing the SATs and being like, "Let's celebrate this person for like specifically the job that they're not good at." Not that you can't be, and then people chime in with like, yeah, but she dances and she's athletic and she does this. Like, No one's saying she can't do her job dancing around and singing, and no one's saying that that's easy. You're just saying that afterwards she gets her carb replenishment, obviously. like the, Okay, how so, is it body shaming is my question. By but saying, that's what they – so her asking why don't we – why can't we celebrate yeah. – what her great talent is mm-hmm. in that's shaming in some yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. What in the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I'm really confused by it. Like she's not a star because of the, <laughs> her, the condition of her body. No. Like no one would know who she was if she, <laughs> di- you know, if she didn't sing, I don't, I don't know who she is. Cause I can't think yeah, of a singer right. with an L and a Z in her name, but, um, 
<laughs> other than the Jesus lizard. But that's a, <laughs> I think that's more of like it's, a group of folks. <laughs> <laughs> probably not her. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but but uh, I am mystified. It is. I mean, it's kind of. I'll have to find it some other time. I can't remember. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Anyway, but anyway, so Jillian Michaels pointed out that she sings well, she dances, she's athletic, she should be celebrated for that, not for the fact that she lacks um, food <laughs> discipline. Right. I mean, it kind of goes back to the Golden Globes, whatever. too. Like, you're a great actor, you do great on screen. Yeah. Don't go any farther than that. That's Lizzo. Your thing. Go do Lizzo. that. Lizzo. Lizzo. I don't know. Even, I've never even heard of this person, but... Yeah. That doesn't say much. I don't try to actually keep up. Is there a vocoder vocoder involved? <laughs> yeah, uh, the bot. It, it kind of. It doesn't make it. It's nonsensical at this point. Um, who's the lady? Is it Chrissy? Christy? Chrissy? Uh, From the, Reno. The anti diet diet. No. Oh oh, uh, Harrison. Harrison. Chrissy. Why Harrison. do I always fucking remember that? That her like <laughs> New anger. Year's post was like this. New Year's don't like. <laughs> Don't control any food. Like, let yourself be free of all the stigma and whatever. And it's like, isn't anybody pointing out to this lady, like, hey, the fucking, uh, the environment is crashing and all you're doing is consuming more? Like, we've, Michael, we've been over this. The more you consume, the less we waste. <laughs> that's See, that's now, kind of the thing now, they've been preaching. Now, I believe that is one of the tenets of the Church of Immaculate Consumption. That's <laughs> <laughs> number two or three. I can't remember which one exactly. But I, I bet if you went on um, her Instagram, please don't do it because I don't want to see how mad you're going to get. But uh, that's one of the things is that like we... Kegan, I don't get mad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Dayquil kicking in. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of it is like we need to keep eating food because we're wasting too much of it. But apparently not making more of it's not an option. It's like there's a finite number of food we make every day and people just need to keep fucking eating more of it. Yeah. But then they'll be shitting more. Which is good for the soil. Not because, no, it doesn't ever get to the soil. It goes straight to the ocean, doesn't it? Now we're, like, don't we send all the poo to the ocean with the plastic? Yeah. Okay. The, the gyre. That sounds lovely. You guys want to go to the beach? Like, <laughs> is there going to be red tide? Depends on if you ate beets. Uh, ooh. <laughs> No, like 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 the waste product of a, a a nation of beet eaters washes up. Is that how that happens? I, I always thought it was algae of some kind of like a bloom or something. <laughs> All right, first question. So I asked the we 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 kind of hinted this at the last. Yes, one. I eat steak. Was I close? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. So the question. So I'll rehash because uh, what are some questions you would like discussed in Keegan Dillon's homecoming episode? What brought you back to SLC? How does community and the spaces created by them, I think they're talking about me and Mark, <laughs> change the experience? Has the bike changed how you see the world? Do you hate the bike yet? Has working on the strength program changed your outlook on conditioning? Did your Pez dispenser run dry? <laughs> I have one Pez left, um, so maybe by this weekend. Oh, the rest of those questions. Hold, can you read the first one again? Yeah. Uh, what brought you back to SLC? Uh, you and Mark yeah. and Aaron. I love you, Aaron. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, you know, I, 
I went home. I did the family thing after my mom died. And, you know, I think I've said this before, like seeing how my dad was. I mean, he had a fucking girlfriend already. Like he was doing worlds better than I was doing. (laughs) I didn't have a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend. I lost a girlfriend going to see him. (laughs) Yeah, right. I I should probably preface that with like, you know, when my mom got diagnosed with cancer, you know, stage four cancer. My parents are not unfamiliar with what that means. My brother died from leukemia when I was 16. So basically from the diagnosis on, they they had a fairly good idea outside of, you know, a quote-unquote miracle what was going to happen. So they had talked at length for a year about my dad moving on, you know, not, you know, suffering or mourning or grieving or whatever, like, longer than is necessary. So, like, that year period for him, he was basically grieving while she was alive. Wait, wait, wait. So not to be insensitive. No, no, not at all. But... um did you log into his match.com account and see like <laughs> member since like, cause I think <laughs> apparently like my, my dad's got some mojo that I was totally unaware of. Okay. Uh, cause now every time I'm around and they're like, girls are talking to him all the time and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Dad, just I can send a little bit of that my way. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> What's this mojo uh, all about? Upstairs wouldn't be so fucking lonely. Uh, well, probably if I, <laughs> You know, put away my cut off jean shorts <laughs> and my cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was, you know, he was doing great. So I kind of moved on. Uh, I went to Milford, worked for Jason Layden for a while at his gym. Uh, I was like 90 minutes away from my dad. So we, you know, met up a bunch and I just felt like something was missing. And I'll be honest, we'll go back to like when I first left. I didn't know where I sat with you guys. Um, me and you didn't talk for like four or five months. I had no idea. Oh, after you left? Yeah. Um, I I felt like I offended you, but I wasn't positive because I just, I'm very good at making like snap decisions for myself without taking other people into account. Yeah. Um, and I really felt bad. And we had talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. when you invited me out for the symposium that I didn't like kind of come to you guys and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what's going on. I just was like, cut ties, move on, do whatever. But we're pretty much the same. I was just going to say that sounds exactly like what either of us would have done. Which is why I understand it perfectly. What I'm bad at is if somebody is not in my direct sphere, I have a really hard time like like keeping contact because I'm just not thinking about it. Like I'm like that with everybody. Like I talked to Kenny yesterday for the first time in like a year and a half and it's only like it's only because I'm not around him anymore. Yeah. So I, I don't ever see him. And I think about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I hope Kenny's doing good. But he's so fucking busy. And I don't give a shit about LA. So like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. But that's my fault too. But then we talked in, I think you invited me out for the June symposium just to kind of, you know, be an onlooker, come hang out. Left. And I was like, fuck, I got to get back there. And we talked. And I was like, all right, my lease is up in June. And we'll figure it out from there. And then came out for RPI into the symposium. I was out here for like six weeks. <laughs> Didn't want to leave, you know, prolonged my stay a little bit. And it was just like, fuck, I need to get back out there now. And it seemed like this was going in a direction where I could be beneficial to you guys to be, actually be helpful and not just yeah. be somebody that's taking up space upstairs or, you know, whatever I'm doing. So after that, it was just like, I got to get out there as soon as fucking possible. Like, it felt good. It was the first place in my life at 35 years old now where I've been like, that's where I need to be where before it's just kind of been like, Oh, that sounds cool. Let's go check it out. And now I'm like, I I have to be here. And I don't really know how to describe that other than like, that's legitimately how I feel. Yeah. I think you have to be here too. And I think we'd notice it when we sat down, when he came out and visited the second time, uh, in September 
and we just sat down and started like ruminating on all yeah. the strength stuff. I was like, fuck, I need somebody. Not that Mark isn't great to ruminate ideas with, but sometimes Mark doesn't like to talk about exercise. <laughs> sometimes. He's, he's coming around. Yeah, a little bit. Huh? I see it. I see the change. He's coming back yeah, around. I don't, I don't know, know what happened track. in like the last year, but like last year when I was here or a year and a half or however, whenever it was, I didn't feel ready or like I didn't know my place yeah. or I didn't feel comfortable. And now I do like 100%. But I don't think we were ready. Yeah, like, yeah I, I don't it, either. It, it wasn't. I mean, I still didn't have an answer, you know, when I was at lunch today and Andre asked, he's like, so what are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, do, do you want to make books? What are you, what are you talking about here? And I was like, I, you know, it's, 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 we're, it, it's philosophy, you know, we're selling, it's art, it's action. It's like, it, it, but we didn't understand yet what a, the voice could be but be what the voice was saying yeah. or, 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 or something. And I, and um, the direction away, I think the, the strength manual and this idea is what became like a more solid anchor or, or an axle around which the other yeah. stuff is spinning, which wasn't here before because I was so anti-exercise at that point. Right. Cause I was, you know, just working through some shit my, sure. myself, you know, whatever. But um, so we were like paying too much attention to one part of it. And, um, and, and I do think that right now we've, you know, we're going to go to, we're going to print that fucking thing. And, yeah. you know, soon this week, probably it'll go to press. Yeah. Wait, what's today? Thursday. Too late this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe next week, maybe next week, but, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like, okay, this is, this is the part that was missing. We had the, the, we were working on the effort part, but the art part had taken over mm. it, you know, kind of too much. There was, it was balanced, imbalanced too much in one direction that, um, wasn't, uh, consistent with how we think. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'd even say last year, if somebody said, what do you do? Like I wanted to give them an answer. Like when I was here last yeah. time and now somebody's like, what do you do? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And I'm completely <laughs> okay with that. Yeah. Like, cause that's how I feel like it should be. Like, I don't know. Like we come in, we do stuff. Yep. Help out where I can help out, coach people in the gym, whatever. Like I'm totally cool with that. But before I'd be yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm a coach or like I wanted to define <laughs> stuff and now I don't want to fucking define anything it's pretty liberating isn't it yeah. it really is like to, it to really not is let other people put you in a box but never do it yourself yeah yeah like hey if they if they need to to be comfortable with you know whatever the relationship or as an individual i need to categorize you in order to have some kind of relationship right. with you well, uh, okay you can you can go ahead and do that but i'm gonna whatever box you put me in i'm gonna prove you wrong at some point yeah it's like to to my friends in massachusetts i'm the weirdo that does psychedelics to the people i coach i'm the coach and to people here i'm just fucking keegan yeah and you come with gus right okay. i'm just keegan and gus keegan and gus and yeah yeah That's i i'm i'm glad you're back because i also think it's and we had talked about this the other night was like the, the energy at this moment is very different than it was one year ago yeah yeah and like, I don't know, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the thing like, okay, we've been doing it long enough. Yeah, well, I smudged the building, cleared 
Let's burn some sage. No shit. <laughs> no. Okay, I was going to say. He keeps talking about it because I thought it was sweet grass, not sage. <laughs> well, it actually, it's kapal is the is the is purification. It? Okay. Kapal. Well, we need to maybe light a kapal fire. <laughs> light this building on. <laughs> how, how big should that fire be? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a little larger than you can carry around. There is ironically <laughs> a bridge very close to us. <laughs> if, so if the fire was big enough, we might actually be able to burn the bridge, yeah. or at least leave burn marks on it. I mean, right. it's concrete. Good enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good enough. <laughs> That'd be pretty, like, cars going through a burning bridge. They wouldn't get hurt, right? I don't think Not so. Not if they're driving fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, don't stop and, like, try and get a selfie. Um. So back to your question. Yeah. Uh, my thought process on strength has 100% changed uh, in the last 10 days Um, to the point where, like, I don't even program the same from literally – one conversation you and I had, and then the three of us kind of reworking the manual. I don't want to really get into that because it's all in we'll the have manual. We'll an episode for that too. Um, and we'll also have an episode for that apparently. But yeah, no, it's it's totally changed the way I view training for myself as well as the people that I coach. Yeah, I would agree with that. Totally different. It, I, I don't, I don't, I, that was like one of the best educational processes I've ever gone through. And I feel like it's different in like it's a, to me anyways, it feels like a more simplistic like not, it's easy for me to you know understand but to be able to like regurgitate it to somebody else i feel like it makes a lot of sense to other people which i think is important yeah, at least from the ones cool. i've talked to about it since we've kind of retooled our thought process on it has the bike changed how you see the world <sighs> do you hate the bike yet i love how this just like yeah <laughs> lead that's not a leading question no <laughs> uh i do hate the bike and i don't I don't know if it's changed how I see the world. I think it's helped change me a bit because um, I'm like in shape now. Well, you don't really like see a... the world differently from a stationary bike. Right. I mean, you don't see more of it. You see the same place. <laughs> Therefore, right. Well, I've rode a stationary to... bike now in many states. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that... Is fucking awesome. I, but but it is like the same black rubber mat that each bike I, seems to be on. Be, <laughs> can you do you know? You have any fucking idea what boxes and functional gyms have done for horse stall mat sales in the last ten years? <laughs> Skyrocketed. Yeah, <laughs> it was like what the fuck. You probably could have bought stock in those like for a cent, and now they're probably a couple bucks. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Damn. So to hating the bike, and this happened literally last night, almost on a whim, because I'm I'm a fairly impulsive person. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody can gather that okay. by now. Uh, I was sitting on the bike. I had to do a half marathon, uh, which on a bike, it took like 39 minutes. And the last, I had to get faster every 3K. And the last 3K, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? It's like, I, I feel like I've gotten everything I could possibly get out of the bike. I can't get any better at it without like literally just only doing the bike. Uh -huh. And that is not fun. And I looked over you and what you, Sam, Josh, whatever were rolling around upstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Milda walked in and I'd been thinking about it for like a day or two. And I literally just got off, walked over to her, and I was like, do you want to start coaching me in jujitsu? <laughs> and she was like, absolutely. And I was like, good. Cause I don't think the bikes for me anymore. And that literally happened last night. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I know. I just I love how like fast things change. You're like, and I'm going this way. And you also just yeah. picked up swimming, right? 
Yeah, I I think I was a little scared to start learning stuff again, especially yeah. physical stuff. Because I had like gone through the whole process with the bike, and then I got really good at the bike, and then I was really attached to being really good at the bike. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And I was like, I've built this huge base. I have, you know, strength from the last however, you know, many years I did all that shit. And I was like, what can I do with that? All of that together. That's not that. Yeah. And it seemed like pajama wrestling another person was the next <laughs> logical step. I don't see how you made that, but I really appreciate <laughs> your your leap of faith. I, I, I feel like being a 260-pound dude with a pretty good engine that's pretty strong could have some fun in jujitsu. Oh, you, you can fuck I, people up. Once now, I figure now, out how to now move wait my body. A, now, wait a second. <laughs> um, get your blue belt as quickly as you can <laughs> so that you can go to the world championships as a master, <laughs> as a heavyweight. Are, and, you, are you lining up a match for me? And when that individual tries to tap, <laughs> don't continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was trying to insert some witty Chuckarama quote, but I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. <laughs> Coming for your sponsorship, your yeah, Chuckarama exactly. sponsorship. Um, I got to go back to the strength program question because it was yeah. a little bit different. Uh, how has working on the strength program changed your outlook on conditioning? Interesting. It is different. Um, it's made me want to start doing more strength stuff again. I don't know if yeah. it's changed how I feel about conditioning, but it's made me want, want to remove a day of conditioning to focus on strength. Interesting. Okay. And how you approach strength though will have changed a hundred percent. I yeah. mean, yep. quite a, it's, it seems, um, that we do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it it has, it's kind of remapped everything for me, which is kind of strange. Um, It's, it's, it's strange to me, you know, well, no, it's not because I was, I never had the level of certainty that other people about strength or conditioning or whatever that other people um, seem to have sometimes like they'd participate in fitness for a little while and then they become absolutely certain about a way the way you know and it might be the way for them but then if they end up trying to have like a fucking job in fitness then it becomes the way for other people because that's all they know that's what they're you know anchored to and you know the old organization um was founded on the idea of always questioning everything especially what we are doing you Mm -hmm. know our own selves and i it seems totally natural to me that this whole that, that everything has changed and has progressed over time because I yeah. never had that same, like I said, level of certainty about yeah. it, and I get kind of confused sometimes when people are still so adamant about their definition of something or the way they practice it, the way they go about achieving, yeah, you know, stuff. I, I guess I haven't been certain, but I've. Uh, Adapt, I've adopted other people's certainty. That was a mistake. It's like, well, that guy seems like he knows what he's talking about, and he's pretty certain that it works. So yeah. I'll just like agree with him and not along. Uh, I know, like when we were going back and forth, you said a couple times, you're like, it just it didn't feel complete, like something didn't mm-hmm. feel right, and it didn't to me either. And I didn't really know what it was, other than like, you know, hindsight, whatever. Everybody keeps getting hurt. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. hurt all the time, myself yeah. included. You get hurt, yep. like. 
I feel like that's not how this is supposed to go. And we all chalk it up to like, <laughs> oh, you know, you're doing it for sport or you're doing yeah. it for this. And it's like, wh- why do we keep hurting ourselves? If 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 you need to be strong specifically, should you be specifically able and not risking big injury for something that you specifically need to be prepared for? Y- yeah. So why when I like, okay, now it's time to really start strength training because I have X event on X date. Then, then I suddenly get hurt. And with me, it was like, why whenever I pick up a barbell do I get hurt? Right. And, you know, it's not like I'm moving badly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's yeah. not my problem. It, and, and I get it at, like, the top of the powerlifting world. Like, shit's going to happen. You know, you sure. have 800 pounds on your back. For sure. One misstep, one, sh- you know, one shift with your hips, yeah. you know, whatever. The bar oscillates weird, like something catastrophic is probably going to happen it's iron jenga but that's one percent of the one percent of the powerlifters. that's fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> I, but it really is and only the pieces you're playing with are your vertebrate not, <laughs> i was gonna say your yeah. spine is the jenga that uh, and that, that's one thing that's always bothered me because it seems like nobody has this shit figured out and everybody will say this like oh it was bad technique that has never been the problem yeah i've never seen Personally, I've never witnessed somebody with bad technique get hurt, which is even more frightening to me, which is like, I see dog shit technique. Why yeah. isn't that person hurt? Yeah, because that's the thing that we're shouting about. Like, yeah. your technique is really bad. You're going to get hurt. And I was like, how, does this, how do they not get hurt? And yet people who supposedly have perfect, yeah. close to, technique in a individual lifts or whatever, mm-hmm. they're the ones getting fucking hurt. All the time. And so... Fuck. And I know it's hard to like put a this is what's causing it on there, but nobody's changing anything either. Right? Like nobody's trying to go about doing things differently. Nobody's thinking more. They're just like, oh yeah, no, back back pain happens. Well, we call it we call it the king of exercises, like the squat. Like it's king of exercises. And we're so certain that this is the way to get strong. And we're like, we've only been doing this for about a hundred years. You're talking about the bench press, right? <laughs> the king of exercises? Yeah. The back squat. Oh. I'm talking about the bench press of the legs. <laughs> nice. That's a floor press, isn't it? <laughs> so, the but we assume, like, we're like, I mean, I and I assumed wrong. I, I'm the first, I'm talking about myself. Like, by, because I would be the one to comment. When, when uh, Boyle came out years ago and was like, I don't fucking back squat, everybody came down on him. I yeah. think I was one of those people. Yeah, for sure. I was like, well, that guy just doesn't know how to back squat correctly. And now I'm at the same point where I'm like, that guy was so far ahead of everybody else. <laughs> he was just like, look, all my guys get injured when we do this movement. The movement is not the sport itself. So why would I increase risk? Especially when I notice strength gains in these patterns, split the legs. Or I'm training yeah. an athlete who already participates in a sport that comes with a bunch of risk why would i add more because i mean because you know coming from climbing i mean i always had this idea that like look i have a a a bank account that has a finite balance of risk tolerance yeah and you never get the statement so you never know what it's going to run out so i'm (laughs) i'm gonna spend this risk wisely like I only want to take huge risks in the mountains. It's like a millennial I'm, with a debit card. They're just like, I hope it goes through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's, it's actually more thoughtful than that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> nah, I'm not going to use it today. I, it, yeah, it's not. I'm not going. Well, I'm not going to use it here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll pay cash here or whatever. But 
but it was just like, okay, the motorcycle was the first thing to go. Then I stopped flying a paraglider and then I could concentrate only on like, okay, I think now I, and I think I thought right because I'm still mm-hmm. fucking here. So there's no way I would like take someone like that. Oh, you play, you play a um, fucking football, you play American football. Well, that's a lot of, high, that's a lot of fucking risk. So why would we use MMA as the conditioning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I had a talk with Jesse yeah. about that in California, but that's another story. Okay. Every day. Well, so I, yeah, I, I've come to the end. Like I still don't think back squatting is bad for you. I think, that how we perceive its utility is wrong. That That's kind of the... Because I, I can't say that any movement is bad. Mm-mm. Because it just like it might be useful in some case. Its utility becomes less and less relevant the more I work with it. Yeah. But don't stack a bunch of weight on a shaky foundation. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. huh. That's... You know that house <laughs> they bulldozed over there? Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. You like, oh man, you move like shit. Let's add weight to that. Yeah, because <laughs> like, just get the, you out the, of here faster. Hey, because the weight teaches the lesson, doesn't it? The iron never lies, Mark. Oh, that's my Henry yeah. Rollins voice. Two hundred pounds is two hundred pounds, or something. Yeah, no, two hundred two hundred pounds is eleven inches. Well, so <laughs> Wait, did I get that wrong? Uh, no, I think it's accurate. Yeah, because okay. I'm 200 pounds. <laughs> even, <laughs> even last night we were doing. So does that mean 260 is 13? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And a half it goes <laughs> backwards. We were doing deck squats, uh-huh. and I this is about what I weighed in like 2013. I'm like 255, 260. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't do a fucking deck squat. Man, you need to go on a diet. <laughs> you Have you tried losing you weight? Eat less carbs, man. Shame on you. Shame. <laughs> but I love God how positive it. you yeah. are about yeah. it. You can just say it. I'm 255 and I'm good with that. Yeah. Can we just celebrate the things that you are good at? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I don't do the bike anymore, so I don't know what else that would be. Oh. oh. Fuck. Rolling blunts. Really? Ooh. Yeah, but they're like fake blunts. They're not even real. But, but wait. I just stuff but, them from the top because I'm lazy with fucking but, but giant fingers that yeah, rolling a blunt sure. seems uh, impossible. Okay, speaking of, <laughs> how about that video of Snoop and Martha Stewart in the fucking elevator? Like, that was one of the I, I was, fucking weirdest things I have ever I mean, like. I don't know what's being sold or communicated (laughs) here, but wow. I was waiting to laugh or something, and I just watched it over (laughs) and over with nothing. Just a blank stare of like, what the fuck is this? And Now I don't even remember correctly. Did he just lick the cupcake? I think so. He either licked it or kissed it. He kissed it and then handed it back. He might have done it out of her hand. I don't. Did he take it out of her? I don't remember. I don't either. But I was. But the whole thing, like the elevator door opens. There's a cloud of, or whatever, wherever yeah. they're like, oh my goodness, this is just two gangsters sharing an elevator. This and a is cupcake. diverse as fuck. <laughs> I mean, they've both been in prison, right? At least, I think Snoop's been in prison. I know Martha has. He probably has a better record. She's probably got more clout than he does. Probably more street cred. (laughs) This one's really Uh, good, this question. Oh, it is. No, it's right. Masking. (laughs) All all of the 2K row concept two testing you guys do and why? Uh, I haven't done a 2K row for time in like six years. Mine's been four. Yep. Mark, when was the last time? time? 
2005. What's o- the date? I think it's October 17th, but <clears throat> I might be off by a couple of days. So I, I don't know what totally. the fuck this person is talking about. Mark's first reply was, I think he's following the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had different people in yeah. mind the way you said that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't do 2K row testing, so I can't speak to it. I don't either. If yeah. by accident he meant just concept two testing, we're not testing anything. Yeah. I'm usually just using it as a machine to exercise my demons. I guess the only exorcise. thing I could equate that to yeah. was when I yeah. did the 4K Exor- I want biker. my demons to be jacked. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was doing a bunch of 4K biker stuff for a while for a very specific sprint world championship, quote-unquote, oh, right. online, but that was just for that specific event. What? Um, how'd that turn out? I got second in my age group and fourth overall in the world. And the only guy that beat me in my age group was the guy that won the whole thing. Nice. So it wasn't bad. I did a four K and six twelve. Um, how many people? <laughs> how many people did that event? Uh, it was like two hundred, I think. Two fifty. Okay, that's dude. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, so, the thirty five to thirty nine is a very uh, up and coming age group, or whatever you want to call it, because everybody in that age group is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. They're all like, like six eight, two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Putting, they're putting an extension on the seat post yeah. of the bike. Yeah, yeah right. It's called the dildo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Armando PR92 says, Hello, I'd like to know how effort has changed the way you perceive reality and how it has carried you through hard times. Hi, Armando. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking question. Um, right? I think it's been helpful to, you know, since most of my efforts have been on a bike or a concept two or even RPI or the race I did in Vermont, knowing that I can like talk to myself in a way that changes the way I think about a thing in a given moment. Um, I feel like that's helped through effort be like, okay, I can, I can do this or I can work through this or this isn't as shitty as I think it's going to be like, that seems to help quite a bit from those efforts. But, and do you think that that, is something that came from longer efforts, which actually allows you the time to have that conversation versus yes. the one rep. hundred percent. I, I think there's, you know, there's, um, there's value in both. I, I was always so afraid of a heavyweight, like terrified, like, you know, almost masking my fear with like being overly exuberant about doing something that I think it helped to know like, Oh, I can get over my fear of picking up that weight. But I'm also I think I'm past the point where that was helpful. And then okay. the, the long efforts were very I don't want to say cerebral, but they kind of <sighs> were for me. Like just it was it was a cathartic thing at first that turned into um an exploratory thing. Y- yes, that's a very good word for it. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Armando. Jason Rook eleven. What's one thing he knows now he wished he would have when entering your gym? Oh, that's okay. Um, so last year when I first came here, I wasn't like trying to do it, but I thought I had to be more like you guys. Oh, and I over time realized that wasn't accurate. And then at all, no, not at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But don't, don't be like Mike, (laughs) but I had some good talks, uh, Dalila, uh, with Blair about, like you guys don't want more of yourselves around. And for whatever reason I fit in here in the beginning because of who I was. So why wouldn't I keep being who you are, who I was. And I think that 
you know, that freeing concept along with being like, I don't know who the fuck I am, so I'm just going to be who I am. None of us do. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, D. Thanks, Blair. Yeah, right? That's... (laughs) Yeah, shout out to those two. Right? No shit. The two two giants of the... Come back, both of you. Yeah, no kidding. Please. Uh, This is from OK Not OK OK. (laughs) (laughs) It's a two-part question. That's probably a private account. What is his goal in using the carnivore diet? Why choose that over a different diet? Answer that first, and then I'll go to the second one. Um, Wait, so there's more than that? Yeah, there's a lot more. Um, so even like from any age I can remember, I always ate protein in abundance and really could care less about whatever else was on the plate. Um, you know, I was a big fan of potatoes, rice. I never liked pasta. I don't know why I just never got into it. Um, I certainly have a sweet tooth, but meat has always made sense to me. It makes me feel good. I don't have a hard time eating a lot of it as most people know by now. Um, well, you did tap on that. 64 ounce steak where the fuck that yeah, thing with was like it's two like ounces left four ba- like don't man you don't quit now <laughs> it, it wasn't even quitting it was you, just over but you're not going to get your name on the wall man right? yeah no, you're right. just like that's not why yeah, i'm doing this yep. um yeah i don't know it made sense to me and I, I do when i have a sweet tooth i mean i am 260 pound guy i was 315 at one point like I can't just eat two Oreos. A, you know, a box of cereal is a serving. A pint of ice cream is a serving. And yeah. I know people think like, oh, you have a problem with that. You should create a better relationship with food. And it's like. What kind of relationship would that be? I, I don't know. I like the S&M relationship. Like, it's the dominatrix. I'm the sub. Is that what Oreos are to me? <laughs> are they my dom? <laughs> I, is I that my kink? Tell. Do I like beat my food or yeah. what? Like, in uh, steak, you shall submit. <laughs> I'll cook you until you submit. Say, I guess if you hunt your own food, you you do do that a little bit. Yeah, that's actually, which I, which I hope to get into at some point. Yeah, because um, that seems to make sense. I think most people are just because uh, there's a couple questions in here about carnivore diet. I think most people are misunderstanding that like you're advocating that everybody should do this carnivore diet that that. Oh, they think I'm doing that? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not doing that. No, no, not at all. Okay. But why do people think that? Like, if, if someone who is a, you know, whose opinion they respect about other th- about certain things starts behaving in a certain way. Because human behavior dictates that whatever that person is practicing themselves, they must be convinced that it is the truth. And therefore, they need to proselytize their actions. It's just an assumption about... Yeah, but I think it's erroneous as an assumption. It, it's yeah. it, it is a very strange thing that like, okay, he's doing it. Therefore, he must be telling, and, and he's broadcasting it. Yeah. Therefore, he must believe that I should too. Yeah. We're just like I can't eat sixty. What well, that steak was sixty four, and you 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 only got sixty two in. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I can't eat 60. Well, actually, I probably could. Yeah, little Mark guys, actually little, little guys well, can yeah. fucking eat a lot. I mean, this room's <laughs> a perfect example. Like, none of us eat like one another, and none of us question the way another one eats. Never. I, I'll be, yeah. My question is like, oh, cool. How do you feel? Like, how does that? And then Keegan explaining the difference between his fullness off of eating, you know, 16 ounces of elk steak versus like 30 ounces of, you know, grain fed beef Costco meat. Yeah. It's like, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, so what Michael's talking about is uh, I bought some 
uh, moose and some elk off of Trevor, and I've noticed that instead of eating, you know, four 16-ounce ribeyes, I can eat half that in, you know, wild-caught game or even, you know, grass-fed, you know, uh, grass-finished beef. And it's – I'm assuming the nutrient content of that is what keeps me satiated considerably longer than – like a shitty Costco or Harmon's yeah. just which does taste good by the way. It tastes delicious. No, no, but see I think I think you're missing the point. You're the the you, what you're feeling is the caloric density of that el- that elk spirit. I don't think that's even inaccurate as much as I think you're giving me a hard time. <laughs> I just wanted to open the door yeah. to the fact that like okay, I yeah, I can eat a bunch of steak of some fucking or Let's just say that now I love foie gras. Yeah. Love me some fucking fatty goose liver. Yeah. Ground up and mixed with other herbs and that kind yeah. of thing. A goose that's being for, and if you ever watch a Force video fed, yeah. of like, of, of how they make foie gras to like oh, inf- yeah. inflame that liver, man, it is fucking savage. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. The sound effects are the best though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds a lot like a lot of other things, but just or one other that. thing specifically, but. Um, <laughs> Get those two videos mixed up. <laughs> just like, what What's are you? Wrong one. Are you watching? No, I'm no, watching. Like, I'm not watching are you, porn. I'm it's watching not Sasha geese. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, nice. Well played. Nice. Yes, very well played. I, I'm, I, I'm watching them make foie gras. Anyway, but the, I think the spirit of the meat itself feels different between something which is forced fed, factory fed, factory mm. raised, 100%. and something which is wild and looking after itself saving itself from predators searching on the hunt all the time to like get enough calories to grow as big as possible so you know like it's it is a totally different vibe like and and i'm not saying that because i was completely fucking high on psychedelics when i ate that moose for the first time (laughs) but i just ate moose today for the first time but man that moose went in me and i was just like part of the earth yeah yeah. that's literally that's how i feel I yeah, really do. Really different. I and agree, that's why I think totally. the next logical step for me, uh, I've talked to Trevor already about going out um, and, and, and learning, learning how the to way. Hunt. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's funny because I remove all carbs and everybody tells me I have a terrible relationship with carbs, but I'm actually like trying to get a relationship with my food. Yeah. Like I'm going yeah. out of my way to actually try to cultivate a relationship with the things that I'm going to eat. And to notice how what you eat affects you. Right. And if somebody says, you have a shit relationship with carbs, I'm just like, um, I do with uh, my mom too. Get over it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not trying to fix it. Everybody like, you know, the, this day and age at least like somewhat bastardizes or whatever the standard American diet, but all like the macro coaches in the intuitive eating are just perpetuating that. And when you, are one standard deviation or maybe a few away from that, you're wrong because you're eliminating something because we think we need all of these food groups. And I'm not saying omnivore doesn't mean doesn't necessarily means you are able to eat many things. It doesn't mean that you should eat all of those things. (laughs) Omnivore doesn't mean eat everything. Yeah, (laughs) but that's like the culture now. Like we have everything in our face, you know, at our disposal 24 seven, like, I can think Oreos pretty soon, and fucking Amazon's going to drop them off at the door. No, you just Prime need to now. say it Prime or now. do a web search for it, and they'll show up. They'll probably be on all our Instagram accounts later. Yeah. Be like, uh-huh. What the fuck's Nabisco doing here? <laughs> but it, it's weird to me that, like, because we're so entrenched in this, you know, fats, proteins, and yep. carbs, that when you eliminate one, it's it's inherently bad, or people take it as bad. And I, 
I, I mean, don't know. An entire nation survived on potatoes for a while. Granted, yeah. it wasn't by choice. Sure, but but it was possible. But but it's possible. Like it, it it's just like we, we can. Ad- the human organism can adapt to so much, and all of the things that are considered right or wrong are artificial constructions. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and it is 100%. worth pointing out that we talked about before. I, I have you know I have pretty. I don't want to say severe, but I have back issues that flare up from time to time. And I'd prefer those times in between flare ups to be greater and greater and greater to the point where maybe it doesn't happen a lot. Um, so, and if, so if we get you a box of Oreos right now, that's going to cause. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm still kind of figuring out this N equals one experiment. Yeah. But I know when I don't eat carbs, my back hardly ever hurts. If if at all. Huh. And maybe I, we should listen to the. We should just direct people back to the, uh, the Polly episode. Yeah. Where he talked about, hey, look, I've been yeah. managing, yeah. The, yeah. you know, my pain and the, you know, all of that for 15 fucking, you know, here's, I'm a guy, he's a guy who's been keto for 15 fucking yeah. years. Yeah. Long before, you know, people were dying, like it was a yeah. fashionable fucking thing. And he's just like, yeah, I'm willing to suffer for three days to have a slice of this certain yeah. pizza, which I don't remember exactly. Um, but other than that, I need to be doing this because it alleviates systemic pain. Yep. Yep. Okay, You're, he's clearly out of balance, and he should be eating <laughs> carbs because it's a problem. He has a shit relationship with food. Right, he could just go get medication from his doctor so he doesn't feel that pain, right? And then, <laughs> and then that's a good like, path to go down. Super good, yeah. Uh, and I did, yeah. I mean, I read Body Opus in 2011, which was like one of the first keto, was it Dan Duchesne, yeah. I think. Um, oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and I, I actually did carnivore for th- like three months in Scottsdale in like 2013, and I didn't know, I it was called the steak and eggs diet. I saw an article that was like, eat six to eight eggs with a steak in the morning and eat six to eight eggs with a steak for dinner. And I was like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So I just so did much it. better than the lettuce. I diet. didn't even have an Instagram account when I did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Right. How did you even do it? <laughs> I, at this point, I don't even know. Well, clearly it didn't work. Do you because know what you I didn't post about it? <laughs> That's why you stopped. Yeah. There's <laughs> like three months of this, and like no one's even noticed. No one's asked me a question. I woke up this morning. Aaron made short ribs last night. Ooh. She slow cooked them in teriyaki and orange juice and ginger. That sounds so good. And I woke up to that, and I was like. God damn it, maybe I should do this cardboard bullshit. When I got back from, I went to the sauna earlier at Excel. I came upstairs and I've been slow cooking moose for the last seven hours. Nice. You guys should go upstairs. It smells fucking amazing. Awesome. It smells like masculinity. <laughs> but like in a really so good way. So that's why in a really good way. It smells, like, it smells like masculinity is in touch with its feminine side. Exactly. No. Nice. <laughs> smells like masculinity. That does not smell like teen spirit. That's like a totally different thing, yeah, and yeah. could mean. And I and thank you for clarifying that it smells like masculinity in a good way. Because, <laughs> yeah, I instantly thought of a locker room at first, and I was like, "That's I, not what it is." Yeah, 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 exactly. I was thinking, I was thinking jock straps hanging in the. Yep. So this yeah. question goes on. We're back to okay, not okay, okay, okay. Apologies. That last question was a bit surface level. I don't think we thought so. <laughs> I think we we, we yep. dove out. But after giving us some thought, a better question is. What was the most important, profound, or meaningful contribution from your environment in Massachusetts that you do not have an SLC? Conversely, what were you lacking in Massachusetts that was significant enough to make you move back? We kind of covered the 
the second part. But yeah, the second part is you guys, this environment, the people that come in here, the conversations we have, the things we do, the fact everybody's open to like doing everybody else's bullshit to seeing kind of how it fits or supporting each other um, for you know whatever the activity is people have coming up. What don't I have here that I have in Massachusetts? I mean, family. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really close to my dad. As much as when I lived with him, we wanted to fucking kill each other. Uh, we have an amazing relationship. Like, I'd consider my dad my best friend at this point. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to try to get his ass out here once yeah. once things line up and that's something he can do. Get a, a girlfriend on the West Coast. Yeah. Or <laughs> or she can just follow him. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works. But we can get Mark and my dad in here doing pull-up contests. That'll be cool. Ooh. I might be... I did some pull-ups last week. Nice. (laughs) We used to do a pull-up competition every Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I never really participated, but my dad would do it with my friends, and he beat all of them all the time. Oh. It's pretty So it sounds like I don't want to have a pull-up contest with him. He's good for like 10 to 12. Okay. He'll be 66 in five days. Nice. All right. Yeah. He. Kettlebells, club bells, walks up. Well, he doesn't have a dog anymore. Walks all the time. He bought like a rucksack to like walk around with like 35 pounds on his back. And I'm like, what What are you doing? Club bells, you mean the original mace? No, uh, no, like the, uh, I don't think he has a mace, but like the Indian club bells usually. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That predated them. Oh, is that what? Sorry. He's obviously <laughs> Sorry. missing a facet of fitness if he doesn't have a mace. I know because there's a void in my life. He wants a mace. Does he? Yeah. I, I'm going to start likes... morning star training. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Flail training. Flail but that, training, actually, yeah. that's that's Carlot guy. That's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bower JP asks, how big is your bench? <laughs> it, not big. About half of what it used to be. Well, yeah. no, it's a standard bench. It's like uh, about... <laughs> actually, yeah, our bench here sucks. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's from... If you try uh, to bench on it, it'll probably fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> So we just don't do it anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> just don't do it. I think um, there are some other ones, but I think we covered the last one. Oh, what is his all-star grid team lineup? Oh, from Joey? Yeah. I don't even remember wait, how wait, many but... people go on a grid team. The Brawlers. <laughs> Done. Yeah, well, because they won everything. Yeah, and I can't pick any asshole from the rise, so the Brawlers it is. Wait, so... <laughs> Uh, clearly there are names uh, uh, for these teams like i uh, the rain the, the, yeah that was my team yeah um, so i work for the rise but, which was the scottsdale team yeah and then michael worked for the rain and then while i was dating alex now were they, on were, the brawlers she was on the brawlers. oh she was on the okay. brawlers i yeah. thought she was she started on the rise and then oh okay um they so kicked, would that they be the la dating me. the la rain yeah, yeah, yeah. now is that uh, okay. rain and rain and l's now <laughs> raining losses <laughs> raining l's um this is this is a tough one for me because normally this would be right on the tip of my tongue but now is la the la rain now would uh-huh. that be in reference to a song by a band that's la woman no, so this is this is after that. This that's is after that, and, I, and and I'm I'm just gonna go with Rose of Avalanche, um, because I think that's what it was. But clearly, they weren't a great enough band that. Um, oh no, I do have I did have something. What? Oh yeah, L.A. Rain is a song by the Rose of Avalanche. No shit. No shit. Yeah, I've never heard it. That album came out in 1997. Um, 
so apparently there was no reference there. L.A. Rain. Not that I know. Or there was, because yeah. he came in year two, so maybe. But, that's but L.A. Rain, the, the the song is you know R A I N, but yeah. oh, they yeah. were but they were like reigning yeah. as in the kings. Yeah. Yes. But they were reigning L's. Apparently. I saw a guy at Excel <laughs> today. <laughs> Total. Was it today or yesterday? I think today I saw a guy at Excel that had an L.A. Rain shirt on. No shit. He was like nine feet tall. Really? Yeah. That's kind of strange. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. He's like, yeah, skinnier, but he was he was taller than me. So that's yeah, it, I still have a bunch of L.A. Rain gear. I mean, retro L.A. Rain gear. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's L.A. Good. Rain gear. Oh, you mean a t-shirt? No, to pr- <laughs> to protect me from all the losses that will fall on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had um, hands down, we had the most expensive team. Like I think our payout for our players was. I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but I want to say that our combined total was more than like all of the teams combined. Oh, probably. Because we had like every games athlete and we were the worst fucking team. But but that makes sense because you, you had it, a team full of individuals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I was going to try and say that's like the find a clever way to say that, but I couldn't. It's you, like you the all star team in basketball when they put that together. It's usually a shit show because yep. everybody's a prima donna. Yep. Yeah, fuck. It was still really fun, though. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see all of the flaws in it, I feel yeah. like, which the number one being money. Yeah. But I, I loved watching it. I can well, also see how if you didn't know the people, you'd have no fucking idea what was going on. Yeah, they didn't do a good job at doing, like, personal in-story. Yeah. Like, it was just a bunch of people running around in uniforms. Right. And you can't, unless you know, like, oh, that guy's a games guy, or this girl's, like, really good with but this. But do you think it was, like, five or six or seven or whatever years too soon? Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. I, I always thought uh, was it Tony Buddings that yeah. started that. Yeah. I always thought he was his own worst enemy because he knew all of the right people to get all of the right things in place. Mm-hmm. Aside from having a league that was profitable, so he knew the people to get onto CBS. He knew the yeah. people to do these big venues. Okay, before he actually had anything. So if it started off small yeah. and then grew, if it was grassroots, and then yeah. he used those connections, I feel like that might have been better. But everything from the get go was but they tried money, get, money, money, money. They went and, deep into the pool right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They without tried establishing a. They got a, Saudi. A they got some like yeah. silent Saudi funding. So like they had all the money that they could possibly, especially in the first two years, they were just okay. spending, spending, spending. So if you notice, like their advertisements for it were like. These are professional athletes. Like they're getting paid to do this. Not like, yeah, they really tried to hammer that home. They really and nobody did. watching it gave a shit. Yeah, they were like, cool. They're ma- like, they're like, what are they doing with that barbell? I have no idea what that is. And yeah, because like nobody who's sitting at home watching CBS knows that you know a touch and go, hundred and twenty kilo clean yeah. and jerk for eight reps it's is impressive. Hard. They yeah. just go, oh, there's red things on that silver thing. Yeah, cool. But yeah, they made it. They made it really <laughs> shitty. Uh, but it, it was really fun to watch live. Because you could track what's going yeah. on okay. and how they like how the system is digital. You can see the reps counting down. You can kind of see who's ahead, who's behind, and it gets really exciting. On TV, they lost yep. all of that shit. Like you miss oh. all of it. It's just like what the fuck is going on? It looks like mayhem, but live it's super fun. We actually brought uh, when we played the fire the uh, the first year I was on the team. We brought uh, Gina Carano into a game. And she was literally oh, really? like, yeah, she's like, this is awesome. Like, I should I watch this all the time. And you're like, yeah, she knew nothing about it. But she had fun. Yeah. Even though we lost that game, too. Fuck, we lost every fucking you game. You did lose every game. <laughs> God, damn, we were so close, too. 
I remember looking at your roster and being like, oh, they're going to be fucking good. And then after like watching the first game, it was like, yeah, no, they they, no, they're suck. not. They can't get their shit together. Everyone's just like unorganized, yelling at each other. And Yeah, that was, I mean, not to blame Dusty, but Dusty Highland had a lot to do with the disorganization. Yeah, I mean, nobody really knew what they were doing. Like, Kotler did a great job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he picked a really good team. But, I mean, all we did down in Scottsdale was pretty much ruin athletes' careers. Oh, yeah. Moving forward. I don't think anybody's been the same since. Yeah, I think James pulled the hamstring. Lindsey Valenzuela, she tore a hamstring. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Nate Schrader, I think he pulled something. Yep. Who's the J.B. Hagia fucking Blue Achilles? (laughs) Snap. That thing went like a fucking firecracker. just popped. Yeah, that was in Vegas. Like the last combine or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that was. It was was a really nutty game. Uh, I think, oh. fuck, there's so many injuries. It's it ridiculous. was really cool to watch how fast people progressed with, like, the new movements. Yeah, like, I think so. Like, the way they did the pull-ups and, like, the strategies. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just five or six years too early. Fucking butterfly muscle-ups. What the fuck? That, you're just, like, how long is that shoulder going to hold up? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> huh. Super nutty. Anyway, that was the grid. It was fucking... It was fun. Okay, well, so... The all-star team was the brawlers, apparently, and thank you for your question, uh, Joey. Joey. Yeah, I think that's all the questions I got. Joey, you should come out for a symposium sometime since you keep talking about it, yet you're never here. Yeah, right? Joey was a – I think he was like a equipment mover, I believe, for the grid. That's how we met. Oh, okay. So, I, yeah, I know Joey pretty well. That's nice. Equipment, so so the fittest guy on the team. No, they had like their whole. So they had like the judges or the referees, whatever yeah. they called them. And then because okay. each race had to happen so quick with turnover, there'd be like yeah. a, um, like barbell. I don't remember the name for him, but the people that would like take off all the equipment that was on the floor, yeah. bring out the new equipment, set up the next race. Yeah, so the guys who were getting more exercise than anybody else. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's why I said the okay, fittest yeah. guy on the team. Like, I thought you were being oh, uh, facetious. Kind yeah. of, but still. Yeah. I'm just like, I know. I think I know what that means. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like oh, you work for UPS? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> and you the, don't uh, wear the mandatory fit. fucking back brace belt. <laughs> I got you know, a question Get a friend you. to the lift this heavy thing. UPS? And, yeah. Send it. What? Where do you think we're going with this? Ooh, somewhere. <laughs> I was just wondering because I have no fucking idea. Yeah. So I was hoping you do. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. I do have an idea, but I do think that something was missing. I feel like, I feel like we got a really good start, and then we got interrupted, and then we had a fissure, and that's when, like, that's kind of when you had some personal stuff happen and had to disappear for that. It was during that fissure and it was kind of like us regrouping for like six to eight months trying to figure out, okay, like what the fuck are we actually doing? Yeah. Then each little step has been like, uh, sorry to say it's like trimming off what is not useful or what is actually compromising. Yeah. I was had this conversation today about, you know, cause people were like, well, how did this happen? You know, some old military student came by and, um, explain some stuff and and uh and and on the way out it was just like i think we're in a in in a space now like we don't need more people or it's not like look i don't want any more fucking friends yeah or (laughs) i mean yeah actually i do but genuine friends i mean i'm not lonely or whatever it's not that it's just like look i don't want people in the orbit who are unhelpful 
Yeah. And who are, in fact, you know, maybe they're self-serving. Maybe they're just ignorant. Maybe they're like genuine, like shit disturbers, you know, or whatever. But it's like, I feel like finally, um, the, all of the bullshit has been seen through uh-huh. the, we'll call it fat, but I don't like to associate, you know, when you say trim the fat, uh-huh. Like you're giving fat a bad fucking name. Yeah, I love fat. I, I mean, we're trimming the carbs. Yeah, we're trimming the carbs. Yeah, I think the carbs have been trimmed. Um, it's 2020. We're gonna retool that one. Yeah, it's like the empty calories. We're getting rid of empty calories. Yeah, and 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 finally, and and, and even just yesterday, the the feeling. Okay, we'd have been a like I think the desk, our desk, yeah. was a nice metaphor. Yeah. Right, we'd been accumulating shit to the point where we were unable to use it as a workspace. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's this gigantic fucking table. It's and massive. Yeah, we have the you know our each of our computers on the end of it, and we can use those, but that takes up very little space. But in yeah. the middle was just like piled up yeah. accumulated shit, and so um, I have to call the dumpster company uh, to come do a run. But uh, so some stuff left, but then other stuff got organized. This and. Now there's a workspace. There's a clean workspace. It's not quite a blank slate, yeah. but I thought that yesterday was like a really beautiful sort of moment of yeah. cleaning and therefore clarity. Yeah, and I think when you walk in, you feel that. And I think when you walk you do in feel the it. gym, you feel it. You're like, oh, something's changed here. Yeah. I've liked it for the past. Actually, it's been a couple of months now that I'm like, oh, man, something cool is happening. It's, it's like shifting. Like the amount, the people that come in and I, I don't know, I don't know how to, ver- I guess it's not friends. It's people that I know aren't leeching. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, you know, one of the things that's been said on the podcast a couple of times, like, you know, are you contributing more than you're taking? Yeah. And I think we have, I think we are, everybody sort of involved mm-hmm. at this point is contributing more than yeah they are taking. And that is changing the energy and you know within the building yeah i mean whatever happened in september after that symposium whatever the fuck that was (laughs) was like i sat in the gym there was a few people in there and i was like fuck i need to be back here like as soon as possible and i i I mean we joke about it all the time like i i'm not an energy this energy that guy although i say the word a lot these days but like it something was there like i felt 100% 100% something that was like, come back. That was weird. And that, <laughs> that's really weird. Um, yeah, it said come back, but it also was, it, it was so, there was so much fucking light. Yeah. And it, th- th- that, you know, that maybe people had been suppressing, that maybe it was just like, okay, th- I don't want to say, oh, it's safe here. You can be you or whatever. <laughs> it's you know, certainly but, not that. But it, <laughs> it's no. really not like be oh, you, fu- but. You know, but and and maybe someone will catch you if you know you fall, but maybe not, and maybe yeah. that's okay, and and like I don't no, I don't want to fucking save, but not safe for work. Fuck that. That's what this is about. Right. Like it's it shouldn't be safe. It should feel like oh you're going to come in and you are going to be pressured in some way. I walk into my own building, let's call it, you know, or whatever, on some days, and I feel pressured to like yeah okay. I need to produce. I need to make something. I need to like not, you know, just come in the podcast studio and empty a fucking bottle um, and then leave. <laughs> no, if I'm gonna, like, if, if 
As long as you press record first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have been in here rehearsing a few things, but nice. um, but but I still feel I feel that pressure. I feel like okay, it's it's and and not that it's unsafe. It's just like okay, that there are there are so many people coming in here and working, doing work, creating that to come in here and not do that is fucking wrong. Yeah, and you just yeah. feel like a shitty individual. And then hopefully, people who come in. And don't create, don't contribute. I hope they feel shitty and leave. And I yeah. think most of them have. Yeah, I agree. I think most of them have left. I, yeah, I really like where it's going. I hope most of them. I hope they've all left because it's us three and Aaron now. It, I, we're all. <laughs> well, no, but I. But I also mean people who who come in for you know training and exercise and you know yeah. conversation well, and stuff it's I, you i mean we use this metaphor obviously at the old place and like a lot of it's like oh we're lighting a beacon and i go like that sounds kind of metaphorical in a sense but i really do think that there is a certain quality of light that comes out of a place people say certain words and they they speak you know their own troubles their own truths their own whatever and that does kind of light a path in a way it is a beacon and i think people take <laughs> black and white photography and harsh words and badass slogans and they think that it's a beacon but really it's just a fucking trash fire and it's really hard to distinguish the two well what's gonna what does a trash fire attract <laughs> hobos <laughs> like, I, in the, unemployed in, people in, it, the, in the story yeah it does and it's just like for the longest time every once in a while I see somebody like oh man they're doing something and then fuck i got i can't even tell which is like the genuine message of you know growth or whatever uh, but i really do think that ours is and that's why i do like when you come in and i'm not a hundred percent or i can't get the articles i want to get done i feel terrible about it even though there's literally nothing there there's not I, they're not due i don't owe anybody anything but i've had like three articles that i haven't finished and i haven't put anything up on even on the the micro essay site for weeks now just because we've been focused on certain things and that drives me crazy and it's because i feel responsible to keep the fire going or to keep like continuing but I also don't want to do a trash fire, so I'm not just going to put out bullshit. Yeah. I want it to be something that is actually worthwhile because that's a trap. People might get mad. They're like, oh, you know, they're not consistent. They only put out this kind of stuff this often. Yeah. But I think the consistency is a fucking trash fire. Oh, absolutely. Saying something just to say something. Yeah, to put out yeah. content it, just to to feed. say you put out content yeah. is useless. Oh, it's to stay relevant. Like, right. oh, look at me, attention over here. Yeah, you're, I mean, we're attention seeking. We're competing for attention or whatever yeah. th th that is. And just uh, like, okay, well, so the the beast needs to get fed. We'll give it some fucking Oreos. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck that beast. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it, that, that's, let other, well, no, let other people give it Oreos. Yeah. And we will do something different. Elk steak. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like... And you don't eat much. The yeah. natural state of America these days is like everybody wants their routine and their things the way right. they want them and as much possible abundance as possible. And we're kind of like, we'll give it to you when we got something good to give you. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's more meaningful that way because thought's put into it. And it's not just like, fuck, it's Monday. I got to put up that micro essay again. And they <laughs> turn into dog shit. I, I mean, I do feel like that draw. On Sunday night, I'm like, fuck, I need to write something. But it's just like... Well, I can't because every bit of me has gone into the strength thing. Like thinking yeah. about it, it's like just nonstop. And so a couple of times I'm like, oh, we'll take a piece from that and I'll share it because that's the easiest thing for me to yeah. do right now. But 
it is. I mean, I, I feel so comfortable knowing that this is going somewhere that I'm okay being like, hey, for a couple of weeks. There's yeah, a shit. and I like I wrote that thing for you last yeah. night, and it maybe it sucks. I don't know. It was Never awesome for me to write it down. Yeah, because it, it, it perfect was when I said something to you the other night about I fucking hate losing. Yeah, I nice. had a long thought. Like I thought about that all weekend. And, we talk about Friday. Yeah, you want to tell everybody who you lost to? It's in the article. <laughs> you, <laughs> So you can, I, I put it in the article so you'd post it because it talked you up a lot. Okay, awesome. <laughs> That's pretty funny because actually, you know, Selena and I were talking about the, that last night and she, she was on the winning team. Yeah, of course. Um, and, she, and, and she was just like, you know, sometimes, you know, she trains alone a lot. Yeah. You know, and, she, and sometimes she'll go on group runs and mm-hmm. then she's just like, you know, but I ended up doing someone else's pace and it may be not what I need or whatever. She goes, but the other night when we were doing that thing in the gym, like I never fucking would have done that. <laughs> like there's no way a person could do that on their own, but it felt com- because we were in this group and we were all working towards this common thing. It felt completely fucking normal. Totally. It just was like, Oh, here's the task. Yeah. And everybody is, you know, basically slaughtering themselves as efficiently as possible. Yeah. Um, and so therefore that's what I'll do. Yeah. And then she said 16 minutes in, I thought there's no fucking way we're doing this for two hours. <laughs> And then an hour and 54 minutes or whatever it was, um, she said, yeah, but it was totally, then it just kept going and it was completely fine. Yeah. No one would ever, we came up with it and we would have never done it unless there was that many people. That many people, that much energy. Kind of what I wrote down was like, I was having a bad experience because I was being a fucking baby (laughs) and I was the one that came up with the workout (laughs) and everybody else just showed up and got thrust into a two hour workout. They didn't want to do, and I wanted to do it (laughs) and I'm the one being the fucking baby about it. (laughs) And I picked a team knowing full well, like. Keith, Kira, I love you guys. We weren't going to win, yeah. but they came out here to train with me. Yeah. I, I love them both. I wanted them on my team. Like I knew when I picked them, we weren't going to win, but I didn't care. But then when we started going, I really fucking cared. And then I realized over time, like it didn't change how I worked out. No, I still did what I was going to do. Yeah, and they all did what they were capable of doing. And we were so essentially we were all doing the same shit. Just the monitor said different things on them. Yeah, yeah. and the point wasn't. Who was going to win? I mean, it's the first time we've talked about it since that night. Yeah. Yeah. The point was it's just funny. To do like, yesterday, wrong. I got Let me just interject oh, yeah. one thing. You, um, I was, day before yesterday, whatever, when I was unable to come to work for, because of some decisions I made the night before, um, I, I was looking through some pictures because that's what I could do was change some pictures on the website. And I came across that one of Kira braiding your hair, Keegan. Yeah. And I was just like, I got to put this in. This is so fucking good. <laughs> oh my God. This is fantastic. I think that Blair took that. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Blair's a fucking good photographer also. That's the rumor. And notice notices things. She's a noticer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Anyway. I forgot what I was going to say. It was something profound. Sorry. No, like, it was totally it fine. It must not have been that profound. It really wasn't. Okay. No, was just, like, <laughs> just filling you dead <laughs> space. <laughs> you, were just, you were just content for the sake of it. Well, oh, no, I was going well, to just content for the sake of talking. I ran into, uh, so Ryan and his wife showed up. They've never been here before. Okay. We've known them for a long time. They know that we do weird stuff. Oh, that was their point. first time here? That was their first time <laughs> ever coming. So I ran into his wife the other day at Excel. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, good. And she was like kind of scared. Like she was like, it's like, I'm not creeping. And I was just like, thanks for coming. It was cool to have like, you guys made the perfect group number. Yeah. I was like, did you recover okay? And she's like, do you normally do shit like that? And I was like, 
give or take, but maybe not as long. An hour shorter most times. I would say maybe not as long, but equally as stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. (laughs) And she was like, I didn't even know what to make it. Like, I thought you guys were joking when you said two hours. And I was like, oh, yeah, usually when we, like, figure out a time, we're pretty close. (laughs) And so I was like, but normally, like, it's like an hour, maybe 90 minutes if we're really feeling froggy. And so uh, she's like, Ryan loved that. That was, like, right up his alley. I was like, oh, that's weird. He's like, yeah, he always bitches about how CrossFit is, like, a 10-minute workout, but you have to be there for an hour. I was like, I feel the same exact way. (laughs) (laughs) So only we, here we do two hour workouts and you have to be here for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, I think it's six, so you gotta get out. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome home, Keegan. It's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Me too. I got a HOA meeting to go to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, have fun. We're gonna talk about Shit. uh replacing the elevator that um oh, the still. state inspectors basically condemned. It was the oldest operating elevator in the state of utah oh when they finally said this is no longer safe <laughs> i'm like i don't give a fuck but yeah i also don't want to pay ten thousand dollars to that seems excessive yeah but it's going to cost a quarter million to replace it fuck. and there's only 27 units in our building Ooh. i mean this might get wow. weird but we can make bunk beds upstairs yeah <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a great fucking cook you know I, if I, you want to eat beef if you don't i can't do shit you can't do shit <laughs> yeah i uh, you'll probably cook a mean egg though right i do okay it, so pretty good with bacon yeah this is this sounds this air, sounded, air fried bacon is sounding better all the time that's where it's at um, really? i know you're not a bacon guy but yeah no, i'm not a bacon guy. it doesn't make a mess grease doesn't splatter everywhere you just pull sense. them out they're ready to go that wow. does make sense. Yeah, air fryer's close. Air Thank fried, you, Roger. The air fried sta- steak sounds really good. Dude, actually. it's so good. Like, it feels like cheating, but it's so good. Like, okay. you literally turn a knob, the timer dings, you pull it out, you flip the steak over, you put it back in, you turn the knob, and then it's ready like eight minutes later. It doesn't Fuck. It doesn't seem right. And it's crispy? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's pretty good. I really like it. We've been I love using my torch after I sous vide the steak. Yeah, ooh, I, yeah, the brulee torch sous vide. I was gonna tell you you should get a sous vide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Burdick was trying to get me one or get me to get one. Dude, they're so good. I've, I have a lot of equipment upstairs now. I yeah, feel like true. I gotta get. I, I have a smokeless infrared grill, which I didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, the air fryer that Roger got me. Uh, I just got a crock pot for all the game meat Trevor gave me, and now I have like a s- double infrared stovetop for oh, frying nice. pans. Oh yeah. I haven't used that yet, but. So I guess the electric bill is going to be higher. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get a sauna. Do not buy a fucking infrared sauna, dude. Unless it's like LEDs or some crazy shit. Deal. I mean, I only eat twice a day. They're not on all the time. Yeah. (laughs) It's eight minutes, too. It can't be that bad. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good point. All right. Till next time. (sighs) Thanks for tuning in, folks.